First and foremost, I just need to start, you know, I'm such a big fanboy over this book, uh, Romans. I've been here since the beginning, um, haven't missed a single message, just the, the words that Paul has, the, the theology, the, the mysteries and wonders that are revealed through, through this book are, are just, I, there's nothing I love more. Uh, the only thing that comes close is like when I, when I get those and find these mysteries is to share those with others. Uh, another thing is uh, I'm such a fanboy over the teachers too. Uh, uh, Brett, Ethan, and Alex, you know, we're so blessed to have them. I, I remember when I first started coming, uh, I, I didn't talk to them or anything, but I, I would just see them and hear them go up and I'd be like, dang, those guys know what they're talking about. They're, they're, they're good. And, uh, and yeah, so like for me to be like on the other side now, it's, it's I mean, I'm excited and maybe a little bit nervous, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're so blessed to have those guys. Um, you know, for one, just their, their willingness to serve and their, you know, their, their, their not just talk, they, they, they walk the walk to, uh, sorry for that, but uh, yeah. And um, not, not only that, their, their dedication to, to scripture, I think, and the gospel is, is also like, uh, we're, we're blessed to have them. When, when they meet to discuss sermons, they're, they're not saying like, what can we say that will get people to like us the most? They're not saying uh, what's going to get more, the most people through the door. It's always, what does the Bible say? What does God say? And how, how can we align ourselves with his word? And uh, with that said, I'm just going to pray and then we'll get into the message. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity you've given us, Lord, to pour into your, to your word, Lord. Uh, I just pray that your, your word and your love just pours out on the hearts and souls of everyone who's watching, Lord, that our hearts be softened to your, to your word, Lord. Your, your sheep hear your voice, Lord, and they, they know you, Lord. And I just pray that only your will be done here, Lord. And and just your word be done, Lord. Uh, amen. Okay, so we're, today we're in Romans 13, 8 through 10. Uh, and the title of this message is, Love is the Fulfillment of the Law. Uh, love is the Fulfillment of the Law. I feel like that, that, asks, that begs the first question is the law. Uh, I, I thought we, we're, we're not under the law, but we're under grace. And, and Paul makes this objection. He says, you, you are not under the law, you are under grace. So then to, to, to be told love is a fulfillment of the law, well, what is the significance of that? And that's what brings me to my first point, which is that the necessity and the crucialness of fulfilling the law, the necessity and crucialness, it is, it is necessary and it is crucial to fulfill the law. And uh, to, to make that point, I, I have some scripture, and uh, I, sh I should mention... Uh, my, whenever, whenever I speak, my, my messages and my manuscripts tend to look like a works cited page. Uh, I, 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 cite a lot of, I cite a lot of verses, so if you're a note taker, just... Well, we're, we're blessed in this scenario because you can just rewind. But uh, yeah, be prepared. You, you, you don't have to write every, all these verses down, but, uh, but yeah, okay. So first, uh, these verses, uh, just before I go, get into it again, these verses are reiterating the necessity and, and the crucialness of obedience. O Lord, uh, excuse me, Psalms 15, 1 through 2. O Lord, who may abide in your tent, in your mighty hill, he who walks with integrity and works righteousness? Psalms 119.10. With all my heart I have sought after you. Do not let me wander from your commands. Do not let me wander from your commands. 15 through 16. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes and not forget your word. My soul is crushed with longing after your ordinances at all times. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, 
and I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it in my heart. Make me walk in your commands. I delight in them. And the last of this, this chapter is 72 through 73. Uh, the law of your mouth is better than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Your hands fastened me and they made me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commands, Lord. And uh, just to pause before I go into other verses, this is just demonstrating the connection between love and obedience. You see, David is writing and all these psalms are just filled with so much love. And right here he's explaining that when you love God, when you love something, there there creates an inherent desire to want to to obey God. Love and obedience to God go hand in hand. Uh, uh, My soul is crushed with longing to observe your commands. Uh, Love and obedience are hand in hand. Uh, more, more to this uh, effect. First Peter 1-2 To you sojourners who were elected according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience. Saved through the sanctification unto obedience. Not unto, okay, you're good now. Uh, just go to church. It's unto obedience. We're saved unto obedience. Uh, John 14, 15, 15 through 24. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will abide in him. And then Jesus just drives the, the point home to, to make it as clear as day. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And uh, as if to squash any, any doubt, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. If you do not love me, you do not keep my commands. Uh, there, there's no way around it. Uh, and again, I, I just want to reiterate, uh, go, I want to go back to our first point. Uh, are, are we under the law? Are we under grace? And uh, for that answer, we, we go to Romans 8, 1, uh, 1 and 4. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has set you free from sin and death. You see, what, what Paul is saying here is that we are free from the law. We are free from its punishment, but not its precepts. We are free from its condemnation and its grip over us. Jesus, Jesus has set us free. Jesus fulfilled the law. Jesus paid that price. But we are not free from the obligation to, to what those commands mean. Uh, uh, Romans 8 verse 4. So that we are set free from the law and sin of death so that the requirements of law might be fulfilled in us. We do not disregard the law. On the contrary, we fulfill the law. Uh, and that, that, that concludes my first point, which is love and obedience. Obedience is inseparable from love. Uh, uh, to my second point, uh, we're going to get into the text now. Uh, my second point is the debt of love. Uh, Romans 3.8. Uh, just before we, we, before we read it, uh, it, it requires some background. And uh, we, we're coming from uh, the first chapters of Romans where Paul is describing our relationships uh, to God, our position to God. He's saying, uh, you know, we're, we're, everyone has fallen and no, no one meets the criteria. We are saved by grace. Our position to God is that God is our Savior and our Sustainer. Uh, Romans, uh, and fast forward a little bit, right? Romans 13 so it goes from our relationship and position to God to our relationship and position to the government. Uh, we obey the government. Government is, is from God. 
whether we agree or not, we're obeying the God, obeying the government is obeying God. Uh, and then he makes an interesting, an interesting uh, connection here, and, and, we'll, and we'll read it. Uh, verse eight: Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. And and so the interesting uh, connection here is that he goes from pay pay your taxes, owe no taxes, to moreover owe nothing to anyone at all except for the debt of love. You see, Paul's point here that, that he's trying to drive is that as Christians, we have an, uh, an insatiable and an, an innate desire, you know, that's to say a desire that we're born with, to, to, or a debt that we're born with, that we're uh, born with to fulfill by, uh, by loving each other. Uh, it's a debt that the more you pay, the more you're going to owe. The, the less you pay, it's still going to be there. It's a debt that we can never pay off. Uh, and uh, just to, to, to make some clarifications, Exodus uh, 22 and Leviticus 25 tells us that it, when you lend to the poor, do not lend with usury. That is, do not take advantage of poor people by uh, charging them a bunch of interest. And, and that's to say that owe nothing to anyone does not mean uh, you can't take out loans. That does not mean that you can't uh, you know, borrow money. Uh, there, there's, it has a, those, those things are, are okay and they have their places. Uh, you know, more to that is uh, Proverbs 19. Uh, it, it says that to lend to the poor is righteous. Uh, God says when you lend to the needy, uh, don't, don't worry about whether they're going to pay you back or not. Don't, don't worry about that. I will pay you back. Uh, lending to the poor is a righteous thing. Uh, so then what, what does he mean by owe, owe nothing to anyone? Uh, that, that's more with the sentiment of uh, Psalms 37. The wicked borrow with no intention of paying back. Uh, Paul is just driving home the point here is that be under obligation to no one except to love. Be in good standing with your debt. Don't be in obligation for your money, for your word, except be in obligation to love and that's it. Uh, okay, and, that, that, and now we go to the, my third point. Love fulfills the law, Romans 13, uh, the, the second part of the passage, 9 through 10. Uh, let's read it first. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Love fulfills the law is my point. How? How does love fulfill the law? Love does no harm to a neighbor. Ten command, the Ten Commandments can be split up into uh, the first four are in relation to us and God. Uh, the last six are in relation to us and, and man. Uh, so then the last six are fulfilled in, in loving your neighbor, naturally. Uh, the last six, six commandments are uh, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, their goat. Uh, this is fulfilled. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to do those things. You're not going to kill them. You're not going to steal from them. It, it, it's, it's natural. It, it's a given. Uh, some might say we committed adultery because we loved each other so much. No. You committed adultery because of how little you loved. You see, love is holy. Love is, love is kind. Love does not defile. Love does not overindulge in the lusts of the flesh. Uh, this point is just to, to, to iterate that Love, the definition of, of love in the Bible is not the same as our contemporary definition of love. Uh, uh, an example, a biblical example is, of this is uh, David and Bathsheba. Uh, 
David committed adultery and uh, that, there, there's no love in that. The, the consequences to Uriah, uh, I mean, that, that was not very loving to, to Uriah. I mean, for those of you unaware of the story, uh, King David saw this, this lady and he, he wanted her. So well, he, he had his guards take her and committed adultery. And, uh, and uh, poor Uriah, I mean, a, just a good guy by all accords, you know. Uh, so it, it ended up she, she got pregnant, and David, to try and cover this up, he's like, uh, oh, dang, I, I need to bring back her husband. He, he was off at war, and maybe if I bring her husband back, uh, you know, people will think, like, oh, that, that's how she got pregnant. And, well, long story short, he, he, I mean, he's just a great guy. He's like, when he gets called back, he's like, um, no, I'm, I'm not going to go be with my wife uh, while, while my brothers are, are fighting and giving their lives. I mean... All I'm saying is that, you know, when we get to heaven, you know, pass that guy the plate. He can have my, uh, he can have my uh, bread roll because he, he got it really rough in this, in this exchange. Love, love does not defile. Love is pure. Um, and the second part of this, uh, of this point of love fulfills the law is um, the first four commandments. Uh, the first four commandments relate to God and our position to God and our, our um, commands to God. Uh, first, I, I should... Uh, explain that this is a different love. Uh, first, here in the passage, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. But in regards to God, we are to love with all our heart, mind, and soul. Uh, the first four commandments, uh, I, I don't know them by memory. Uh, you, shall love the, uh, you, shall, you shall have no other idols before, uh, before him. You shall have no other gods before him. You shall respect the Sabbath. Uh, these are all laws that are fulfilled if you love God. Uh, when, you, when you love God and God is the center of your life, there, there's not going to be space or room for other gods, for other idols. You're going to respect when he says uh, rest on this day because you know, you know he, I mean, it, it doesn't matter whether it makes sense to you or not. Just he commanded and if you love him, then it, it's natural to love him. And so in that, all the commandments, all ten commandments, all the laws of the prophets can be fulfilled in love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your God with, with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love fulfills the law. Uh, lastly, my last point is, well, okay, so it is necessary to fulfill the law. We saw that. Love, love, love and obedience go hand in hand. We need to obey the law. We, we need to fulfill the law, excuse me. And love, love fulfills the law. We saw that. So we need to fulfill the law. And love does that. So then how can we love more? How can we obey more? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's an honest question. I'm not perfect. I'll, I'll be the first to say. Paul, Paul himself says it. If this is an encouragement, then I don't know what it is. You know, one of the most seasoned uh, apostles wrote, uh, I, I believe, two-thirds of the New Testament. I, I, I'm not sure. Something like that. I mean, majority of the New Testament is Paul. Uh, he says, I don't do what I want. What I ought to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. Uh, so it's an honest question. Well, how do we love more? How do we obey more? And to answer that is, we, we go to Romans 5.5. 5. Uh, Romans 5.5, 5, I wrote them down here. Uh, the, the love of God has been shed upon our hearts through the Holy Spirit. You see, we have a new capacity to love. Before we were, we were dead and we had no inclinations to love. We had no uh, ability to, to do so of our own accord. But when, when we believe and the Holy Spirit comes upon us, then love is shed upon us. And we have a new capacity to uh, 1 John 5, 1-4 
Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves the child born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and observe His commandments. And here's the key. Here's the key. How do we love more? How do we obey more? Here's the key. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and they are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. How, how do we love more? How do we obey more? You see, Jesus is the lead. He, he, he did it. He fulfilled the law. He is the lead. He is the lead car. And he is also the engine. He is what allows us to, he's what empowers us and what allows us to fulfill the law. O- obedience, you see then, obedience doesn't cause love. Love causes obedience. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, love causes us to obey. Uh, some verses to this effect are uh, Deuteronomy 36. Uh, the Lord will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants so you love the Lord with all your heart. You see, God will circumcise your hearts, causing you to love, causing your descendants to love. Ezekiel 36, 26. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my command. You, if, if we want to love and obey more, we, we need to stop trying to get good to get God. We need to stop trying to obey or we, we need to stop trying to fulfill the, the law. We can't. Jesus did. Uh, we need to tap into God. God is the one who does it. The Holy Spirit in us sh- that sheds His love upon us. We need to tap into to the love of God that, that causes us to, to create. The more, the more we read the Word, it, it's an interesting phenomenon. But you, you can't help but read the Word and not love God more. You can't help but read the Word and not be changed to your core. They're, they're, it, it's impossible. You, you want to love and obey more. Make God your priority. Uh, idols today aren't wooden figurines, but ideas, uh, and more often than not ourselves. Uh, if you want to love God, if you want to love and obey more, uh, more than life, more than, more than a significant other, more than a job, more, more than anything, more than your next breath, love God. We must love God. We must seek God. We must hunger for Him, hunger for His Word, Hunger for love, hunger for good, hate what's evil, lo- love the word, feed yourself, indulge yourself in the word. Uh, lastly, uh, it, uh, I, uh, and to close, um, just uh, an idea I, I got from um, from from a book, uh, "The Screw Tape Letters" by C.S. Lewis. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going, guys. Uh, 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 Screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. So it's the perspective of a demon, and this demon is uh, is trying to just make this Christian's life miserable. And well, uh, my my first instinct is that well, he's gonna he's gonna tempt him with sin. He's gonna you know just make him hit rock bottom. But that that's not that's not this demon's strategy. What this demon's strategy is is that he explains that there are, to humans they have three different. Uh, wills, if you will, uh, three concentric circles. First, it, it begins. The first inner circle is action. Uh, we we don't want them. We don't. The demon says we don't want Christians thinking in that circle because then they'll they'll just they'll just do good. They'll they won't they won't think 
to do good, they'll, they'll just do it. Uh, the next circle is what, what, we, what our desires, what, we, what we'd like to do. We don't want them there either. They want us in the, in the outer circle, in the future, thinking how, how we'd wish we'd be. Uh, the demon would want us to, to think that we're good without actually doing good. And uh, I, I would just leave you with this encouragement is that we can't control the future. We can't control the, the, the past. The past is done. We can't change it. The future is not promised. We, it's not guaranteed. The only thing we can control is here and now, is the inner circle, whether we are or whether we aren't, whether we do or whether we don't. If you, if you seek to love God more, if you seek to obey God more, don't, don't, don't worry about what you've done. Don't worry about the future. It, the future doesn't exist. Don't plan for tomorrow. We're not, we're not promised tomorrow. Just do, love God now. Obey God now. Uh, don't, don't be like the bridesmaids uh, that when, when the groom came, there was no oil. We are, we are not promised tomorrow. Love God now. Do good now. Uh, read His Word now. Obey now. And... Uh, and yeah, I'll just, I'll just pray and then close this out, hand it off to, to Melanie. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you for, for this word that you've given us, this passage. And I, I thank you for the, the people tuned in, Lord. I, I just pray that, these, these, that we not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word, Lord. I pray for, for, the, next, for the next week coming up, Lord, that you'd just uh, make a way and your will be done. Lord, I pray that, that we leave here, that we leave this session uh, more like you and less of us, Lord. I pray that you just tug at, at, at our hearts, Lord, and just make it evident that, that we need you more, Lord. I, I just pray that you make a way that we, we, uh, we can make you our priority, Lord, that we'd set aside our, our selfish needs, our selfish wants, Lord, that, and that we would put you in that place, Lord, that we would seek you, Lord, and that we would love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.